0: Welcome to the Small Business Big Life Podcast. My name is Derek Van Ness, and I'm the lead wealth strategist and founder at Big Life Financial, where we use innovative tax and financial strategies to help business owners keep more of the money they make and be a whole lot smarter at growing it. We believe every person has something unique and valuable to bring to the world, but far too often money stops them from sharing those gifts. We're here to fix that problem by helping people get money out of the way so they can unleash their full potential on the world stick around to the end of the show, and I'll even reveal how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspirational podcasts on the planet. So let's get this thing started now. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Derek Van Ness, and we are here with the small business Big life podcast, sprinkling a little bit of magic into your life, into your business, into where you are going. And today we've got a very special guest. I am very happy to have her because she's going to bring all kinds of insights related to mindset and what makes you tick and how you can be more successful. So, really excited to have Terry Cardula with us. And, Terry, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. It's a delight to be here.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait. We were talking a little bit before the show. And you offered some some cool insights. And I didn't want to go too deep down those rabbit holes, but I can definitely tell they're there. So we're going to get into those. But before we dig in too far, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What are you up to? And where can people find you if they start hearing your wisdom and they're just like, I have to meet with this person? How do they yeah. find
1: you? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a transformational life strategist. Um, but really, what that means is I've taken my 23 years of counseling uh, background, I've combined it with energy psychology, and then applied the principles of quantum physics. And now I work with women and female entrepreneurs to really help grow their business, um, util, util, utilizing those universal principles and, um, and looking at our mindsets. And so, um, how people can best find me, you can always take a look at my website. It's talking with Terry that's teri.com. Um you can check out my podcast, you can check out all, you know, every, I'm on every platform out there social for, as far as the social media piece goes so you can find me pretty easily with either my name or talking with Terry.
0: Fantastic. So, I always like to start off with letting you give us some truth bombs here. If you could give one piece of advice just to somebody who's getting started or maybe wants to build their business or take the next step in life in general what what would you share with someone
1: gosh you know what i um so many i there's so many um my my first one is um find a really solid at least one if not a couple mentors um that has that find the mentors that are doing what you would like to be doing, not just they say they're doing it. Like, let's really make sure that they're doing what they're saying they're doing and that they're really 10,000 steps ahead of you. I just have found, um, that to be so, um, incredible in my journey. And I have probably four or five mentors for different areas of my life and different things. And, and, um, so I love being able to, um, you know, be able to have that sounding board, but it's also for me, it's allowed me to raise up to that level, right? And so um i think it's just powerful. Just absolutely powerful to have a mentor or someone um whether that's a coach um but if you're going to hire a coach, make sure that coach is has done it. Make sure that coach has been vetted and that they've done what you're asking to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, i agree 100%. So I, I love that you are sharing that with us. Let me ask you this Terry just to dig a little bit deeper how do you go about vetting or distinguishing if someone's the right fit for you as a coach?
1: You know, I always use my community, right? So I'm always, I'm, when I start to look out, like I just, I just recently have a new mentor that I'm super excited about, but it just is, it's like word of mouth. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm looking for someone who's doing X, Y, Z. Who do you know? And it's usually not that first person that they tell me, but they're like, using my network i can get closer and closer and and um and i have some really profound um high level indi- individuals around me and that surround me now mm-hmm. um i just have taken that that practice that uh jim Rohn said you know you become the the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with so who you spend your time with so i just chose in the last like 10 years to make make um make my, my own personal choice that I am spending time with people that are excited about ideas and you know learning and growing and expanding and having conversations around business growth and 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 um really you know seeking out those people that are in those and that's in that alignment.
0: Awesome. So you you said something there that I think is really important to distinguish because I When I talk to some people about this, getting a mentor or finding someone who can really help them forward, they're like, I don't really know anyone like that. Like, I do my business, I'm kind of in it alone. We're doing our own thing. But it sounds to me like you intentionally 10 years ago made a Mm -hmm. choice that I'm going to start bringing these people into my life, right? This doesn't just magically happen for most of us. We have to choose it. And so, yeah. And so I really wanted to distinguish what you said there because. I think it's easy for people to opt out and go, oh, I don't have those great people in my life. And the short answer is even,
1: And even be bold. Um, One of my first mentors, he was way ahead of me. And Mm -hmm. I reached out and I was just, I'm going bold, right? Now I found a different way of saying it, right? But really, even... Um, I reached out to him and I said, hey, I'd love for you to be a mentor of mine. What would it take for me to have, you know, call you up once a month for two minutes and ask you a question? Mm. And he's like, that person, that particular person was like, I am so busy. It took me two weeks to get, you know, to get back to you. That's not fair to you. He's like, but let me give you somebody. And mm. some, the, the person he gave me was actually above him. And I reached out to him. I said, Hey, let's, let's start this. You know, can I, can I ask you a question? You know, and, and then I said, do you mind if I, can I? Can I call you like once a month, you know, and have a conversation for a few minutes? And he was totally open to that. And it it evolved over the years, where then we would sit and meet for lunch, you know, once a week, Uh, we met for lunch, and so we had this great mentorship over the, you know, I don't know, fifteen years now. So even if you don't know somebody, you know, start smaller, right? Mm -hmm. Start with that small that small step. And what I have found to be true is that when, when, and I have people reach out to me to see if I'm a mentor to them sure. and, um, I'm happy to do it. Right. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of the paying it forward. Right. And I do think that people, um, want to help other people, especially in the entrepreneur world. Like, I just feel like there's just so much that people want to help help and share. And if I can bring up somebody else, why not? Right.
0: Yeah. I've definitely seen that as people get more successful, the, the mentor that I'm currently working with. I mean, He's built dozens of business to, you know, millions of dollars of revenue per per mm-hmm. business, and he really is in the stage that he wants to give back. It's not all he does, but he's really yeah. excited to be to be giving back and and sharing that stuff. So, hundred uh, percent, like finding the right people, and it, it sometimes does take some time. But I wanted to bring that up and just dig a little deeper there because yeah. a lot of people have heard that, but they're. It, you know, they need a little bit more encouragement. I think there's literally nothing more powerful than having a good mentor. It's probably the number one thing. So I'm right there with you. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so you mentioned you bring a ton of experience and it sounds like the experience that you originally had was more working for a bigger business, working for someone else or whatever. So how, what made you want to change and start your own thing? How did you get across that bridge to kind of start building, talking with Terry?
1: Yeah. So actually I, um, uh, my, my quick story here is, um, I was, when I was in high school, I was, um, um, a selected if you will, to be a peer counselor because we didn't have that kind of counseling. Mm. And I was a fifth grade or I was, um, I was in charge of the fifth and sixth grade. And at one point I had a fifth grader come to me and tell me that her sixth grade friend was going to commit suicide. Mm. and we intervened. We, you know, we got this kid help. And I honestly felt like with the team that we helped save this girl's life. And so as you can imagine me being a sophomore in high school, that was kind of a game changer for me. And I was like, ah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what I want to do. So I long story short, I went into and getting my master's degree in counseling. Um, I opened a large, um, I opened my own private practice. Mm. I grew that practice Um, to where it's um, owner independent um, at this point where it runs itself. Um, We have currently eight full-time employees that, you know, run the company. And then that has given me the freedom in the last like five years to do what I feel called to do. Um, I realized that that was kind of more my passion project to help because we see, you know, children, adolescents, adults, we see, you know, lots and lots of trauma. Um, And then that's given me in, and what I fell in love with is working with um, women entrepreneurs Um, Um, Because they were coming in and they were having these hiccups where they weren't able to grow their businesses. And so what I found myself, you know, resonating with was, you know, helping them clear out the blocks that were, you know, the challenges, the barriers, the blocks that was holding them back Uh from really being uh, able to have a bigger impact. Because I truly believe that um, if we can go out and do the work that we're meant to do and we can have a bigger impact. And whatever, however you define impact, right? That could be, you know, I have impact on 50 people. That could be, I have impact on 500 people or 500 million people. Right. Um, But that gives us the ability. And I think, you know, obviously that that brings in the revenue, but in, it, for me, it's, we're having a bigger impact. And I truly believe right now, kind of on the backdrop of everything that we're experiencing right now, we really need people to help raise up the consciousness, if you will, or help raise up, um, you know, what we're doing on a bigger level.
0: Yeah. And I think that's come through loud and clear with a lot of things this year uh, where yeah. people have stood up and said, Hey, we're not happy about certain things. Right. And uh, yeah, I think, I think we're definitely at the, at the forefront of that so, um, you said something that I wanted to dig in on there and I kind of lost it as you hit me again at the, at the end. So maybe we'll have to circle back around to it, yeah. but, um, yeah. So, so tell me a little about like what a lot of business owners want is this holy grail of creating a business that's owner independent. Right. Um, and so, so tell me what, what you've learned about that. How, how have you been able to make that successful? Cause I've worked to do it and I, I can be honest with you. It's not easy to do, right? You really have to have the right team. You have to have the right systems. What do you think you did right? Or what are some of the lessons you learned that you can share for someone who's maybe more of an owner operator, but wants to make mm-hmm. that shift to being uh, owner independent? What, what could you offer there?
1: Yeah. So I definitely think, um, for sure, Um, growing and expanding the business and having the right people on your team, Um, Mm -hmm. especially your admin team, like whoever makes up your admin team, um, you know, whether that's a director of operations, a business manager, you know, your, you know, your receptionist, your office manager, whatever, like having that really strong foundation um, Mm -hmm. of your staff. Right. Um, And then when we are very picky, I mean, we're very picky with who we hire when we, Bring it. Bring people on. We usually put them through a five-step interview process mm-hmm. um, because I think it's what, what's the old uh, saying? Um, it's better to you um, hire slow, fire fast, right? Yep. Um, and we've you know, and the company culture it has a really big part of that because you know we try to make it. Um, I was, I was um, when I decided to build my 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 business, I really said that you know we're going to be a drama-free company because I just, I don't, I I don't do well with that. Right. Like I'm not in high school again. (laughs) and um, (laughs) I don't want to repeat it either, but we're very intentional with bringing on people that have a sense of humor that um, I'm pretty silly and quirky. And um, like my favorite holiday is, you know, April fool's day. So if that gives you a little indicator (laughs) and I don't believe it should be just one day, I believe it should be sprinkled throughout Um, But I'm a massive jokester. Right. And so it's having a really fun community, uh, a a company where people it's it's enjoyable to go to so we can have we can maintain uh, when people come and work for us, they they, you know, stay with us for a really long time. You know, and so mm-hmm. creating that company culture, along with, like you said, systems and structure, and all of that, is so important. Um, you know, it, especially for entrepreneurs that are just starting out. I highly recommend one of my favorite books that I used to go and read like every two years was uh, "The E Myth Revisited." Yep. by yep. Michael Gerber because he talks about how having those systems and structure are so important and at the end of the day when you ch- if you choose to sell your business um if that's the next if that's your exit strategy people want to buy the systems and structure They want to buy like a done for you business, you know? And so when you can wrap all of that together and really be consistent with that. Um, But for me, when I was transitioning out of that role is I just allowed my team to take on more and more and more responsibilities that that was no longer, you know, involving me. Right. And so, you know, now it's truly an an owner independent company where um, they're kind of doing their own thing. Right. So,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: And I come in and I, I have the vision and I have the, you know, I have the, you know, the way in which it looks, but, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, that doesn't get lost in that. But, um, but when you have a strong team that can take it without you, it's powerful.
0: Yeah. So talking about the E-Myth are you're, you're the visionary, the entrepreneur, you're letting them be the managers and the technicians.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool. So once you've become sort of, uh, business independent from that and being able to really do what you want to do and and pursue your passion. So what's, what are you up to these days? Where are you really focused? What are you uh, working on?
1: Yeah. So now I'm working, I mean, the talking with Terry, um, has continued to grow and expand and, um, it's really my own personal brand, but, um, I, I do one-on-one coaching. I do group coaching. I also have my own podcast, um, called talking with Terry as well. Um, and now it's, it's getting on, you know, I, I travel and speak well. Now the pandemic, I I sit and speak. (laughs) I do sit and speak and screen. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: but I haven't traveled since February, believe it or not. And so, but I've but I've been able to. But I've actually spoke way more than I did the year the previous year because there was I because I there's for various reasons. But I said yes to more often because I'm just I'm at my home, you know, versus having to travel and stuff and be away from my family. So.
0: Yeah, no, I've I've definitely seen that. I mean, not having to pack your bags and go to the airport and fly and then you got to check into a hotel and gotta yes. be there the night before. And, you know, a day of travel there and a day of travel back. Yeah, it's been for me, it's been so much more efficient and effective. I've been working out of a home office for for several years, but you know, literally with what we do in financial services, I can now meet with I can meet with eight to ten people a day, whereas If you have to go out and physically meet with them, it's hard to do three. And the same thing with these speaking gigs, uh, you can just do a tremendous amount of stuff.
1: I'm always fascinated by the perspective because some people are like, oh, we love this. We embrace this. And some people are like, ah, right. And so I think, you know, depending on your business and your industry, I mean, there's some really great, I think there's some amazing things, amazing gifts that we've received from this, you know, and I think that it's going to change the way, you know, we move forward too.
0: Yeah. Well, and what you're talking about there is one of your specialties, mindset, right? Yeah. Things it's not what happens, it's how you decide to interact with what app happens, right? Or, yeah. or how you choose to act or react. So tell me a little bit about mindset coaching. What what do you think makes what you do special? I'm gonna be straight with you. I talk to a lot of people who say they're mindset coaches, and some of them are really fluffy and basic right yeah just be more positive and you know all, all this kind of day, day say daily affirmations and those those things are fine but i yeah. think they miss a little bit of the how to what do you think really makes you so powerful in that regard cuz it definitely sounds like that's an emphasis of what you do with your business
1: Yeah. And so, and I agree with you. Like, I'm not a huge, big person of affirmations for lots of different reasons. When we look at the brain and what happens, so we're looking at the unconscious and the subconscious brain, and we are saying an affirmation, let's say, we're Mm -hmm. saying that from a conscious standpoint, right? So, you know, we already know that we have anywhere from 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day that are unconscious and mm. only 2000 of those are conscious. So when we think that we're running the show, the conscious mind, we're really not. The subconscious and unconscious is really running the show. So we have to go into a deeper roots, right? Of what is, is, is connecting that. And, you know, so that's a whole other, you know, realm. So when I work with individuals, I look at, okay, what is, hap- what is, what is those, un- those unconscious belief systems that are that are carrying that you're carrying out. Because I can watch it, I can look at a person's life and Mm -hmm. say that I can almost peg like what is happening and what's going on. Because it's not, it doesn't take rocket science to say like, okay, if they're struggling in scarcity, you know, I'm guessing that they don't have much money in the bank. Right. And Mm -hmm. so when we look at those areas of like, okay, here's here's the barriers and blocks that is, that's holding me back. And then what I do is I use a lot of outside-the-box tools. Um, I'm not your traditional, you know, let's sit and talk about this because like, I don't feel, in my opinion, that that works much. Okay. Um, but I definitely use some outside-the-box tools to help move that and shift that. And then the second thing that I do with my clients is I give them actual tools that they can use on a regular basis that are more connected to, um, quantum physics, and mm-hmm. how we can utilize um, the universal laws. Now, some people are familiar with the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. That's one of many, many law, you know, universal laws. And when we look at, when we dive down deeper into the law of attraction, what we find is a law of vibration. Mm-hmm. So everything that, and I, and I always tell people like, what you have in your life right now is what you have the capacity to receive. It's what you have, the what you're connected to vibrationally. But the challenges, and uh, for a lot of people, and this is where we we go awry with this, is that we think that we can create this here. but we actually have to step out of that and step into a different vibration. We have to, we have to excel we have to bring ourselves up to a different vibration in order to be able to attract that in which we desire on those higher vibrations. And so that's a lot of the work that I do is helping people, you know, get in alignment with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can attract that with more ease. And it's, it's pretty profound. Like when things can just, you know, fall into place, mm-hmm. um, for individuals, it, it is, it is, um, that's where I, I get excited for people. Like I had a client today and she's like, she, she's in her first court, quor- um, she's in her first month
0: uh-huh. and she's
1: already booked out her entire year of clients. Um and it's just like phenomenal, you know? It's absolutely phenomenal. She's like, "Okay, so now she's she's building team and she's bringing on, you know, two other team members to help her because she's like, "I'm in I'm in the first month and I already have the whole year done." You know? So right. we can become really expansive when we allow ourselves to be like, "Okay, what is it that I'm looking for? What am I what am I you know what is my target? I, I talk mm-hmm. about targets versus goals, but what is my target? And then, you know, getting really laser focused on and clear on what that is and get ourselves out of the way because oftentimes I feel like more people are are afraid of success than they are of failure. You know, we're saying, oh, I'm afraid of afraid of failure, afraid of failure. And I think it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite,
0: yeah. I, I have this theory because i've I've felt that honestly, I've been through it myself, where, I have definitely self-sabotaged every time I jump. Like you said, I make that jump up here and then I get a little bit scared and like, it's easy to come back to where I was, right? Like yo-yo dieting or, or whatever. And so I have this theory, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it, but I have this theory that people feel like if I become more successful, uh, more people are going to look at me, pay attention to me. They're going to expect more of me. And I'm a little bit scared. I can't live up to that. Right.
1: Oh, 1000%. I think Everyone has kind of their own version of that. Um, But I would say the biggest, the two biggest things um, that people have, once they step into that level of success, one is having a voice and the second one is being seen. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I can't tell you how many, how many, you know, folks that I work with. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I'm being seen because then they go into that imposter syndrome I'm going, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my goodness. Like, am I actually saying what I, you know, or they, you know, or they sabotage, like you said, and be like, okay, this is too overwhelming and I'm going to shrink. I'm going to shrink back sound because if I just do status quo again, nobody's paying attention to me over here, you yep. know? And yep. so it just is a lot easier. So- I help people like, you know, what is that? Because most people and I always tell people, even your listeners right now, if uh-huh. you close your eyes real quick and you just clo- tap into what is that knowing? Like what do you know for I mean like beyond anything else you just know of your know you like your heart of your heart to heart this is what I know. People will always tell me what that is. And then it's mm-hmm. like, great, let's go do it. They're like, oh, like, like give them <laughs> yeah. a heart attack. Cause they're like, oh, well, that means like, or it means I have to take action or I have to like, you know, do something, or you know, what whatever that story is that means for them. I think everyone has kind of their own little own unique little um version of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think for me, like that real go for it thing is, you know, if I play this game and it's you know, being somewhat successful in everything and everything doesn't work out. It's okay. But if I go for my dream, like if I really put everything I have into it and I fail, can I live with that? Right. And to to me personally, that's super scary to like, put it all out there knowing that if I fail, I literally gave it everything. And it it feels so personal. The funny thing is, is just like love, right? Like love's not personal. People don't get to choose if they love you or not. When we're talking about like romantic attraction, love, yeah. Um, and it, but if you're on the receiving end of that and somebody rejects you, it feels so personal. And I feel like it's the same thing. If you go for your dream and it doesn't work out, that may have nothing to do with you, right? It might be yeah. the circumstances mm-hmm. surrounding you. It might be, you know, just some basic training around messaging or whatever, but it's, uh, it's really funny. And I think that that's, uh, I've seen that from a lot of people where playing a small game is okay because if they don't succeed, it's okay. They weren't like that, that invested in it.
1: Yeah. And no one else really knew, right? Like if I play small, no one else is really paying attention to me at this level necessarily, right? Maybe your close friends and family, but it doesn't, I don't have to put myself out there. I don't have to be vulnerable. Right.
0: Yeah. So, so what would you say to our business owners who say, oh, I think I'm playing a big game, but I, you know, and I know most of us are playing a very comfortable game, unless you are consciously. And I would even say if you're not working with someone or some structure, you're it's so easy. It's like gravity, right? It always pulls you back to your comfort zone. So you need to be consciously beating that. How how could someone dissect, like, am I really playing a big game or am I just playing the safe game and telling myself it's big?
1: Yeah. I, I think the indicator is like, are you scaring yourself every day? like, are you scaring yourself? Um, this last week I was just talking about on my, on my social media page. I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm doing this. Like, it's scaring me. Like, right. Like I think that's when like, you you can be out there and be like, Oh my gosh, I am doing something that's super scary for me. Um, that's kind of an indicator that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going beyond that comfort zone. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. It's scaring me. It's, you know, and if, and if we can, you know, play that game. I, I know what is, who is it? Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. So she's like, you know, do something every day that scares you. Right. I mean, yeah. that's like, that's a like great, and, and it doesn't have to be gigantic. It could just be a small, I'm, I'm literally reading my, um, I'm doing an audio book of my, my, my be the magic of you book. And I am telling you, it is like, and it, you know, <laughs> you're like, what is that? I am telling you because I, because of my own upbringing, my own stuff, right you know, speaking, I always joke that language is not my first language. Um, um, (laughs) language has been very hard for me. I had, I was diagnosed with a a learning disability, um, when I was young. And, and so it's one of those things that I'm like, literally like I'm reading my book and it's like, like, I am like, right. Um, but I am doing it because I'm like, I am practicing what I preach, right? Like I am always like looking at and some other things that we're doing in the next couple of months with some big launches. I'm like, oh my God. And I told my team the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't like, I don't know what we're doing. I, was like, I don't know how it's going to work, but we're doing it, you know? So I think, you know, if you're scaring yourself, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good indicator that you're growing and expanding, <laughs> doing something that's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, a real big fan of Benjamin Hardy and he's a, he's got a PhD in psychology. And so he comes into the personal development realm from that space. And he talks about, apparently it only takes like 30 seconds a day of doing something that really scares you. Cause you're building that muscle of mm-hmm. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that's what like cold shower therapy and all these other things are about is like getting into a cold shower is even if you're not scared, you don't want to do it. Right. The resistance right. is yeah. thick. When that yeah. thing's being piped in from the Arctic and it's cold in the morning and you don't want to go in there. But, uh, it's funny. I used to do F45 prior to the pandemic and I loved it because I went in there every single day for the workout and it would scare the pants off of me. But every single day I did more than I thought I was capable of. And I just think that practice, if you can find that practice in your life, that thing that causes mm-hmm. you to face that fear, cause I'm there with the trainers in the gym, the whole thing. And doing things that are, you know, not that any single thing is scary, but going as hard as you can for 45 minutes. Like, you're looking around at the things you're going to be doing, and you're just like, any one of these would scare the heck out of me because it's serious. Um, yeah. I found that, that that type of work just transforms in, or, or translates into my life so heavily. So.
1: Yeah, you're right. And you're working that, you're, you are working that muscle. And so if you, if this is your comfort zone and you're constantly, I always say like, if, if I need to take this big leap of faith out out here, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, five inches out here. If I do something that's outside just a little bit, right. And I expand it and then I expand it and I expand it. And pretty soon I'm out there. And I'm connecting with that already, right? i I was that way with um heights. I am terrified of heights, and so I'm like, hmm. I can't have a, ter- you know fear of heights, although I justify this by saying there's only two we're only born with two fears. One is uh, the loud the loud noises, and then the second one is fear of falling. So I hmm. kind of feel like my fear of falling, <laughs> and my fear of heights is kind of a line, but I'm not willing to settle for it. So I can't constantly are doing something to get outside that comfort zone. And I've done pretty much every adventure. Um, I'm always looking for new adventures because I'm like, I'm going to be terrified, but I'm just so used to it. So in my business, when I, when I'm doing big, scary things in my business, I'm like, Oh, well that wasn't as bad as doing that. Like that was like, (laughs) you know, like it's just this muscle that we're working with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of like systems and finding systems that essentially put you in scary situations but like not not scary like dangerous but like scary yeah. out of your comfort zone. I just yeah. feel like it puts you in that place of I don't know, I I find that I learned how to like downshift into this mode where I'm like in my roll up your sleeves, put your emotions aside and let's just step in and do the work and I have that mode now that I can step into when I have to do the hard work, when I have to have the hard conversations yeah. and and I'm not perfect at this stuff, but I do find that that, that continual work really helps to build it. So I'm a hundred percent believer in, in all of this mindset and, and the value of it. Um, so what would you say is the biggest misconception around mindset a- and people who, who come in, come to you and you know they have this idea because I feel like it's one of those things. It's like such a big word. It can mean so many yeah. things to mo- so many people. What, what's the most common misconception out there around that?
1: Oh, goodness. You're right. Cause it is such a big word and I usually break it down to like different categories underneath mindset. Um, so, you know, I think this, this is just, this recently just came up. So I'm, this is on the forefront of my brain is that, you know, I think sometimes we don't have that ability to see what we are creating right? Mm. And so, because most of our behaviors and some of the things, the choices we're making are unconscious. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just had this conversation with this individual lady, this lady, and I've seen her. So we've known each other for four years. She's exactly the same spot she was four years ago. Mm. And so, um, and so I think when, um, when we look at this and she um I just lost my train of thought there, uh, but she's in the same place. Right. Yeah. And so I think she's like, oh, well, I'm just going to will my way to change. Right. Okay. Well, great. But you've been doing this for four years and you're still the same place. Right. Right. And so I think sometimes we think that we can force it or we can, we can just take more action. And that's, I love inspired action. Like, don't get me wrong. But if we have, a we have a belief system that's, that's playing out a script here that's saying, you ain't going to make more than x amount is there you know x amount of dollars or you're not going to do <clears throat> this it does block us and i think that's sometimes where people like well i can just i can just power through this right and so sure, sure. and that's where i feel like where a lot of people get stuck and struggle and then what happens is they don't want to ask for help because now they're embarrassed now they're like well it's been 4 years i don't want to do this or because i mean 25% of small business owners don't even get past $25,000 Oh, wow. Right. I mean, and only 1% of business owners get to that six-figure place, right? So we have wow. um when you look at the numbers, like they don't lie. Like we there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are not successful out there, but I think there's a little bit of a fear for asking for help because what would that look like for me? What would that what would that mean, etc.?
0: Yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. And one of the points you brought up there is like this this idea of willpowering your way through. We know willpower wears out over time, right? people are willing to do more of the same, but a lot of people aren't actually willing to change. They're willing to work harder and that's their change in their mind, but they're not really willing to change. And I saw this really cool cartoon that it had a politician up at the pulpit and he was speaking and he said, who wants change? And you see all the people in the audience raising their hand. And then the next cartoon says, who wants to change? And everybody's hand goes down right? We all want change, but we're not willing to do something different. We're just willing to do more, more of what we've already been doing. And I think that's a strong distinction because it helped me realize places where I was doing that. I was just trying to put my head through the brick wall harder instead of trying, trying something other than the brick wall. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So and one of one of the we have an we have an event coming up on February 2nd where it's where we're talking about getting ourselves out of the way so we're getting off it's it's actually on ground on Groundhog's day so we can stop <laughs> the vicious perfect. cycle. I know it's brilliant, right? And so it is talking about getting ourselves, you know, off that that vicious cycle and really making some permanent change.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, Terry, I'm sure I could talk to you forever and we could have all (laughs) kinds of fun conversations, comparing notes of, you know, 15 years of going through and and teaching and talking with people about this kind of stuff. But alas, we have a limited amount of time today. So for people who've listened to this, they got a little bit of taste could kind of see, you know, the magic in what you do, uh, where can they find you? What's the best way for people to connect with you?
1: Yeah. So best way to connect with me is talkingwithterry.com. That's T-E-R-I.com. Um, I'm on all the social media platforms under my name, Terry Cardula, or Talking with Terry. And then um, I would invite them if they are interested and they want to come get a little taste of some different tools that they can be implementing. Um, yeah. there's um they can go and check out be the Magic of you.com and they can get a copy of my free book.
0: Awesome. So we'll have the links down below. So that anybody who's watching or listening to the podcast can check that out. And so one last thing, Terry, and I didn't warn you that we were going to do this, but this is something I really love to do at the end of the show for people is I want to give you just 30, 60, 90 seconds to, to say whatever you need to say, say anything you want to say, whether it's related to what we we're talking about or not. But uh, if there's something important to you that you feel like, Hey, people need to know this, or I want to share this. I want to give you that platform. So three, two, one, go.
1: Yeah. You know, I just, whoever is listening and whoever this resonates with that um, the message is that I truly believe that if we have a body on this planet, we are meant to do something pretty extraordinary. And um, I'm just giving, you know, permission for whoever is listening to this message to know and trust that you know, in your heart of hearts, that you have something here to offer and you're here to have an impact, whether that's, you know, simply being seen in the world, simply having a message and and, and sharing that message with other people. Um, but I truly believe that um, if you are here, you have a message um, and I just want to invite people to play with that. We know, right? Sometimes we we walk through life and we, we pretend to not know or not pay attention to it, but I'm giving yourself permission to tap into that and listen to it um, and really be guided by that inner voice that says, Saying, hey, it's time and it and your time is here and your time is now more than ever before. You know, there's no more waiting for the perfect time. There's no more figuring it out. Your time is here. Let's do it. Let's, let's go now, you know, stop waiting.
0: I, I do. I do hundred percent. And I, I really appreciate you saying that because I think a lot of people need to hear it. When I was coaching people as a business coach, I would say a third of my job was just giving people permission to do what they already knew they wanted or needed to do. They just needed reaff- reaffirmation that, Hey, yeah, it's okay to want that. It's okay to be yeah. that it's okay to do that and take that step. So absolutely. give And yourself we're not a- going
1: to have it all figured out. I promise. Go start before you're ready and we'll, f- it, the, you'll be supported in figuring it out. The people will show up that that can support you.
0: I love that. Start before you're ready. I'm going to make a poster, put it on yeah. my wall.
1: I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Derek.
0: Yeah, Terry, I, I really appreciate you being here. I think the work you do is so, so important. Obviously, you're excellent at it. Um, you're obviously an accomplished business owner. So anybody who's out there listening, you'll not only have someone who gets the 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 mindset and the headspace and all the things that go into that scientifically, but she's proven it, she's done it, she's built a business. So I would highly urge you if you resonated with with Terry's message, just reach out to her, find a way to connect and and see where it takes you because. You know, there's clearly magic there. And if it's the right fit for you, you should go for it. So so thank you for being here and sharing what you have to share, Terry.
1: Yes. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Life Show. If you're a six or seven figure business owner who'd like to be on the show, we'd love to talk about it. Just visit biglifefinancial.com slash guest to get the ball rolling. And if you heard something you loved on the show today, don't be shy about sharing it. And if you do, be sure to use the hashtag small business, big life. So we can see that you're sharing the love and heck, if we swoon over your post, we might even pass it on to our many thousands of followers to help share the love and the spotlight with you. Speaking of love, if you like today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button. You know why? Because then you'll never miss another episode and you can get all the motivation, inspiration and insights with every new episode. Also, if you want to see everything else we're up to on YouTube, social media, or even in real life, you can always visit us at biglifefinancial.com. Well, that's it for today. My name's Derek Benes, and I want to personally thank you for being a part of the small business big life movement. Now get out there, create more than you consume, love people more than you need to, and believe in magic because yes, it does exist.